This week on Another Digital Citizen, Trump arrested, Tate released, and Vince returns. Another another digital another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. citizen. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this episode of Another Digital Citizen. Just nine episodes before we are 400. Woohoo. Um, hi, Luke. Hi, Fro. Hi, everybody. How's it going? Yeah, I'm in a deflated mood. I'm just a little down in the dumps today. Oh, yeah, just not anything yeah. specific, just a lot of random things. Yeah. Uh, could be uh, because Elon Musk changed the Twitter logo to the Dutch coin currency. Did you see that? Uh, yeah. I, well, I, I didn't see it like physically, <laughs> but I saw it through somebody else. Um, what? <laughs> I heard somebody talking about like, is that like a conflict of interest? Because he is like invested in Dogecoin, so and right. then also promoting it. Right? Isn't there like yeah. a weird conflict of interest there? But I don't. I don't necessarily yeah. think so. I don't know. Uh, I think the price went up like am- amazingly. Oh well, then maybe it is. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, could that be like market manipulation? I don't think it's against the law I necessarily. I don't know, but it is. It's just kind of cringy. It is definitely cringy. I mean, the Dogecoin meme is hasn't been like relevant for like four, five years, four years, something. Well, Elon Musk is a little bit cringy. Oh, so. definitely. Yeah. There's that. Uh, are we going to buy a blue tech tick mark for our uh, Twitter account? I know you used. To, is that that the new thing? You can buy yeah. them, or well, I know you used to you be able to buy them, and then you couldn't buy them, and now you can buy them again. And then there was yeah. the silver check mark for a minute, and then that went away. Yeah. So I'm not sure what's going on with the check check marks over at Twitter. <laughs> I have no idea. And how ex- and how expensive is it? I have no idea. Like, it was yeah. like one price, and then, but it was it became a different price. Um, I'm just going to Twitter now. Oh yeah, when you log in, even the logo before you get into the website is Doge. Oh, that's funny. Not even just in the top oh, corner, oh. like the loading screen is the the Doge dog. Okay, that's weird. Um, that is weird. Yeah, I think the big thing of the check mark right now is that if you don't have one you don't show up on the for you feed which i never use anyways the only thing right. i go to is my own uh you know the peop- the subscription feed and then i use trending when like some big news event happens i, I don't go to the for you page ever it's totally useless to me so i don't know uh why that's so important like- to a lot of people 83 Norwegian crowns, so around like eight or nine dollars. I guess if you're like an up and coming, like say, comedian or uh, actor mm. or something, and you're trying to get your name out there, being on the For You page, I guess, like a social media person, if you're trying to become mm. famous, I guess I can see why being on the For You page would be important. But um, other than that, I don't, I don't. Like if you're if people are already subscribed to you, they're gonna see you you in their subscription feed. So I don't see the problem 
I guess. You know what I'm saying? He, the Twitter and Elon are saying it's to like get rid of bots, but I also don't see mm. how that's going to change. It'll change in the news, in the For You feed, but not everywhere else. Mm-hmm. Not in the replies, which is like where the biggest problem with bots is, is in the replies. Right. And the follower accounts and things like that. Yeah. I mean, the place I see the worst bots is definitely in the trending. When, like, there's something top trending, and you go mm-hmm. to um, current, that's where I see the most bots. Because there, the bot is just recognizing, oh, this is trending, so I'm going to start posting in this in this hashtag or whatever. You know what I mean? That's where the most bots are, is in the trending uh, current tab, I think. Uh, do you think Trump was trending on Twitter this week? Uh, guaranteed, yeah. Um, I don't, if nobody has heard, I don't know how you couldn't have and still <laughs> and be on a computer listening to this podcast. On the computer or, right. or, or watching TV. Yeah, uh, this episode is going to be called Pro Was Wrong. Because, God damn shit, I was wrong. Uh, yeah, uh, Trump was indicted. I did not think this would happen. Uh, I mean, you're not the only one. There were plenty of people... Uh, even in like mainstream media and on like internet news places that were like, this isn't going to happen because uh, if they did this, it, it would make the rest of the cases look silly. Yeah. 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 So, I, you know, you weren't the only one. Yeah, no, it's like I explained to uh, someone actually, I was talking to this uh, person yesterday, and I said, uh, a lot of people think this is a nothing burger. Because he used he he used uh, finance money to 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 pay a porn uh, uh, girl to to make her uh, not talk about their sexual relationship. A lot of people think that's a nothing burger, and I can understand why people think that's a nothing burger because it seems like a yeah, it seems a weird thing. I I understand it's totally illegal, but. It also, I understand why people think this is uh, definitely a nothing burger. Uh, uh, Donald Trump pled gu- not guilty on 34 counts on Tuesday, becoming the first current or former commander-in-chief to be arraigned on criminal charges. The highly anticipated indictment now unsealed excuse me, includes charges for falsifying business records in connection with six-figure payments that... Trump's former fixer, Michael Cohen, made to Stormy Daniels, an adult film store, shortly before 2016 uh, and the election, to keep her from talking about an alleged affair. Trump is now mm-hmm. leading the leading GOP candidate for president for 2024. Trump has been released on his own recognizance and declined to speak with reporters when exiting the courtroom but had a press conference uh, at Mar-a-Lago, Mar-a-Lago Tuesday night. Did you see any of the speech I did yeah it actually was shorter than I thought it would be yeah <laughs> usually Trump can just sit there and dro- droll on for talk like an hour yeah. right yeah. especially when it there's something like this to talk about so him going so short actually made me think maybe he is more ner- nervous than you th- than he puts it out there you know what I mean like he's trying to act real tough but I bet he's more nervous well than- I I think the worst thing is uh, of the things that uh, he has done after this this happened is is going on 
uh, out for the judge's family. Uh, that seemed a very like, uh, but that's very Trumpy to do. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, I think it was his uh, son that said that uh, like he, the daughter of uh, the judge was a former uh, democratic worker and things like that. And it just it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what the judge's daughter do. Uh, yeah, they're trying to um, sway the court of public opinion more than anything else. Right. Uh, which even when they went to court, at least according to reports, the judge was asked by uh, the DA to uh, look into the tweets and stuff that Trump said about like um, about the judge and and the district attorney and every everything like the things that he said on Twitter specifically, and they didn't like put a gag order in where Trump can't talk about things. But if they did. Let's say they did, like, say, hey, Trump, you can't talk about this in the public anymore. Like, the judge told him to. Right. I don't think that would... That wouldn't cover his sons, who could still be out there saying all the things right. that their dad wants uh, to be said, right? So... Right. I guess the judge could make it so that none of his, you know, um, family members could talk about it either, but I don't, I'm not sure how that would work. But that's interesting, is that, like... it. But the DA was more worried about it, him affecting like jury selection than anything else. Mm. Which, who doesn't know who Donald Trump is, right? They're gonna have a hard time finding a jury yeah. for this. <laughs> I was thinking like, who doesn't have an opinion about Donald Trump in America? That They're gonna have be... to find like people in shacks, like up in the <laughs> right near the border of Canada or something. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, without TVs. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Trump is like the most photographed person in the world currently. I know it used to be Obama, and I think Trump yeah. is currently like the most photographed person in the world, so it's hard to like, yeah, find people that mm. don't have a concept of what's going on here, or have like a bias towards mm. him. I think the thing about these charges is like that, like you said, people think it's weird because it's like this hush money payment thing, and there's been so mm. many other bigger, larger crimes to go after him. Yeah. Yeah. But I think certain people look at it as because it's involved with the 2016 election, they're looking at it and going, "See, he cheated Hillary." And yeah. and they just like that. That's that's it. They don't need to hear any more of like what what the crime is or anything. They just want to know that he's getting in trouble for cheating in the 2016 election because that's what they've wanted since 2016. Uh, well, 2017, when he, you know what I mean? They've all, mm. they've, they just wanted him to go down for uh, winning the election. And it didn't really matter how uh, to them. So a lot of people mm -hmm. are looking at it in that way, not necessarily like caring so much about what the charges are. They just want him to go down for whatever. Does that make sense? Yeah. But yeah, you can go to the official Trump store and buy a fake picture of his. Um mocked picture because they didn't take that or selling that a fake picture is it like a yeah of of a like a, uh because they didn't uh, photograph uh, trump for his uh, arrangement so the organizer went with a mock 
muck photo and they're selling that on t-shirts and cups and things like that on his um on website. his website okay mm -hmm. that's yeah. weird well I, uh, that is a little bit weird i guess he needs the money right like that's the only explanation oh yeah 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 I mean, yeah because he doesn't have money oh by the way oh he probably does <sighs> Okay, let's talk about something uh, I was going to say a little more less dramatic. Uh, but uh, yeah, Finland's Prime Minister uh, ousted a conservative wins a very, very tight w uh, vote. It, it looked like it was going to be a huge win for the conservatives. But uh, yeah, it was, it was uh, very, very tight. Uh, the Conservative Party claimed victory in parliamentary elections Sunday night in a tight three-way three race that saw right-wing populists take second place, leaving Prime Minister Sanna Marin uh, dashing her hopes for a re-election. The center-right National Coalition Party claimed victory with all the votes counted coming out on top with 20.8%. They were followed by the right-wing populists with 20.1% and the Social Democrats at 199 so, mm -hmm. you know, all within one point, like all three within one point, uh, percentage point. Um, with the top three parties each getting around 20% of the vote, no party is in position to form a government alone. So obviously they're going to have to make a coalition. And that's what I'm, I'm to understand is like the coalition that they usually would build for the demo, the democratic, the social Democrats, a lot mm -hmm. of these smaller parties that are like, the socialist type parties there didn't do well in the vote and that's why they lost mostly yeah they, they didn't do good at all because uh, more or less the cases they fighted for didn't really come true so it was the coalition part that really fell through right. for their yeah. party uh i was reading that they believe that the uh what what do we the party tape the naked part, topless party tape mm -hmm. didn't affect her um, as far as... It didn't seem to affect the vote for her. Um, that wasn't the reason they're giving for her losing, I guess. Right. Yeah. Uh, do you want to explain to the listener what that was? I mean, we've talked about it on the show, but there was a tape of her at a party, topless, and she was drunk. Mm -hmm. And people got mad at that because it was during COVID, I believe, right? Yeah. Yeah, and she was very out outspokenly against people who were doing the exact thing she was doing. Yeah, but a lot of people were more up in arms about it because they thought it was like uh, not uh, prof not professional looking at, for a politician to be doing something like that. I guess right. Yeah, yeah. They were more worried that she was topless. I think than they were because these are the people who were mad at her were probably all anti vaxxers anyways. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 No, it's it's uh, the the bad thing was that she showed her boobs, not that she was dancing in Corona times. Right, and she's. I think we even talked about it at the time. We're like, uh, this wouldn't have been a big deal if she wasn't a fairly attractive woman, right? Right. They made it a big deal because of that. Yeah. Well, uh, I was like, oh, this seems like a shit thing. I'm probably this will stop the them going into NATO. I was talking. I was even talking to you about. How we were. It was. It ha This happened because it was yeah. Sunday that this happened. It happened right as we were starting to watch WrestleMania. 
because yeah. uh, all right, the the vote was happening, um, and so yeah, it, it, you you saw it in the news, and you were like, mm-hmm. well, I wonder if this means it, it's it's going to be harder for them because obviously the right are going to be less likely to join NATO there. I would yes. assume is they, that what you're they saying? Are, they were very against NATO, but. Literally two days later, Finland joined NATO in a military alliance yeah. Tuesday. <laughs> so I'm guessing that the government was like, "We got to get ahead of the transition right. of power, right?" Yeah, yeah, dealing a major blow to Russian Vladimir Putin with a historic realignment of Europe's post Cold War security landscape, which was triggered by Moscow's invasion of Ukraine. The Nordic country's membership doubles the Russian border with the world's largest uh, with with NATO because if you look at a map, Finland is basically a lot of Russia's border with Europe, like mm-hmm. hundreds, hundreds, if not thousands of miles. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but as leaders signaled, they wanted to join NATO after the invasion of invasion of Ukraine, right. The Finnish leaders, uh, they, uh, had announced with Sweden, Sweden is being blocked by Turkey currently. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, due to protests and even just like a few days ago Sweden arrested a whole bunch of people for like um, a lot protesting a, mo- a mosque yeah. it got it was yeah. it got violent and so mm-hmm. um and that's the reason Turkey is not allowing them in cuz they say they're harboring terrorists right mm-hmm it says here, neighboring Sweden, which has avoided military alliances for more than 200 years, uh, has also applied, but objections from Turkey and Hungary have delayed the process. Like I said, um, they said a Finnish membership uh, that, oh, the Finland membership is not complete without that of Sweden. The persistent efforts for a rapid Sweden membership continue. Fin- Finland even gave its ratification for Sweden, Sweden's application. So they're saying since they went in together, they can't complete it without Sweden joining as well. Is that is that what I'm getting? Right. That's the at least the argument. That's yes. a little bit of a problem, <laughs> for sure. Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a, it's a strange thing, and I, I do think that... Uh, uh, probably, I, I hope it, uh, they will figure things out, and uh, uh, I want Sweden uh, in as well, especially with their border to us. I mean, our border, our biggest border is to Sweden, so... Well, Finland is still right in between you and Russia, so in a mm-hmm. way this insulates you guys to a degree. I mean, not mm-hmm. from missiles that can fly hundreds of miles obviously but yeah there has been things that have come out of russia saying that there if finland does actually enter into nato which they obviously they're saying they're they have joined um Mm -hmm. that russia may retaliate If, if they actually do is is up for debate i suppose yeah, and we what will does see. what does retaliate mean? We don't really know. I, yeah, yeah. Um, let's talk about balloons. Do you like balloons, by the way? 
They're fine. I'm, 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 I'm not enthralled by balloons like that guy on TLC or whatever that had <laughs> sex with balloons. Some sex with balloons, yeah. You know, uh, I, I remember I was very scared of balloons for the longest time. That's like an actual yeah. phobia, isn't it? People are afraid of yeah. pop, popping balloons. Popping balloons, yeah. Balloons popping yeah. specifically. So even if you're around yeah. a balloon, it could pop, and that's the scary part, like the an mm -hmm. anticipation. Is that what you didn't like about them? Yeah, yeah. The no noise. I, th I always I... hated blowing up balloons for, like, a birthday party. It actually mm. gets really... It gets really hard after a while if you blow up a lot of balloons, like... By uh, without like a you know without a uh, something to blow them up with if you're doing it by right by uh, lung power yeah lung power I like that word but yeah uh, probably the Chinese didn't use lung power when they uh, released their balloons uh, but yeah Chinese balloons got intel from U.S. military sites despite efforts to block it is this true? Uh, the spy balloon that flew across the U.S. It was said to be able to gather intelligence from several sensitive American military sites despite the Biden administration's efforts to block it. According to two current senior U.S. officials and one former senior administration official, uh, China was able to control the balloon so it could make multiple passes over some of the sites and transmit information it collected back to Beijing in real time, the three officials said. The intelligence uh, China collected was mostly electronic signals, which could be picked up from weapon systems or included in communications from base personnel, uh, rather than uh, taking pictures. So it was like picking up any kind of like <laughs> Wi-Fi signal. I'm guessing I don't even know radio right. radio signals. Radio signal. The three yeah. officials said China could have gathered much more intelligence from sensitive site if not for the efforts to move around potential targets and obscure. The balloon's ability to pick up uh, signals by stopping them from broadcasting or emitting. So maybe they, I mean, mm. we did know, we even know that the government knew about this balloon when it left China. Because mm. we've reported that, that they tracked it over Hawaii and then back up to Alaska and tracked, tracked it that way. So they knew it was, so what they're saying is during the time that it was over these bases, they shut down communication, I suppose. Um, hmm. that was their way of trying to stop it, I guess. Hmm. Um, is, is it true? I don't, I don't know. These are three unnamed officials that are saying that this, so it's hard to tell if they're accurate or not. Yeah, because I, I'm, I'm not even sure I agree that there were Chinese balloon in the first place. Uh, you, you're not sure it was Chinese? Balloons? No. Okay. Uh, well, spy balloons. Not when it says, like, chi uh, like China. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure we know it was China. Yeah. China, uh, China yeah, yeah, even but, but, admitted it was their balloons. Right, right. But, uh, but uh, the spying part. I mean... I mean, they deny it, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. This is according to unnamed U.S. officials who obviously have... A reason to want this to be true, um, mm. but it puts into perspective like if that is true, why did they allow it to just fly over the country for days on end? Why didn't they just shoot that's... it down when it was on the west coast? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, 
Well, our best friend is out of uh, prison, Andrew Tate. We love him and adore him here at the podcast, of course. I'd Cough, like cough. to shoot this guy over the Atlantic Ocean. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew Tate, a divisive uh, social media influencer, spent three months in a Romanian jail on suspicion of organized <laughs> crime and human trafficking. Uh, Bucharest Court of Appeal ruled in favor of their appeal, the, which challenged the judge's decision from last week to extend uh, his arrest for 30 more days. Um... He, yeah, he won to appeal Friday and will remain under house arrest until April 29th. A spokesperson for anti Romania's anti-organized crime agency said none of the four have, four have been formally indicted as of yet. So, it's because there's his, him, his brother, and then the two women who are like the accomplices in the situation. Right. Yeah, no, I, I... I have a suggestion. We just send him to Siberian island and let him, uh, like, uh, dig out coal for the rest of his life. That is my suggestion, what I could do with Andre Tate. Did you see any of the video of him being released? I did, yeah. And did you did you hear the video? Because in the videos yes. of him being released, there's all these people, like, chanting... Uh, Muslim slogans like there's a huge mm -hmm. backing of the Muslim community for Andrew Tate which is do they know he runs like uh, cam girl websites I'm pretty sure that's <laughs> I don't know a lot about the Muslim religion but I'm pretty sure that goes against some of the basic tenets <laughs> no Whatever do you mean? Yeah, no, uh, it does. Uh, it's such a weird. It's it's. I really, really don't understand the obsession from the Muslim community for Andrew Tate. I really don't get it. Well, he became quote unquote Muslim when he went to Dubai right. or whatever, and so now they think he's being persecuted because he. He became Muslim, and right afterwards they arrested right. him. Right. So they perceive it as him being. Um, it being Muslim persecution, which it isn't, right? <laughs> which, which it really, really isn't. I don't even know. Uh, I, I think Andrew Tate's mm -hmm. probably as much as Muslim as Trump is Christian. You know what I mean? Uh, yes, that's my guess. I mean, I'm not a hundred percent, but yeah. I think maybe Trump is a little more Christian than Andrew Tate is Muslim, to be honest. Okay. I, I, yeah. I, I don't think Trump is all that Christian. I think he says he is. Well, And I think that's, that's the same enough. thing yeah. going on with Tate, probably. <laughs> Do you think the QAnon shaman is a Christian? I mean, from all the things I've heard from this guy, I don't think he has a concept of a, of a lot of things, but... <laughs> I'm guessing he he might he might think he's a Christian. Yeah, it, I'm, I'm, from what I've heard, I, I think he probably is more like one of those almost hippy dippy crystals and incense kind of like yeah. new agey religion kind of people. But maybe not. But yeah, uh, 
he was one of those that uh, had uh, had the longest sentence uh, handed down in the U.S. Capitol riot, but he is released early from from federal prison and sent to a reentry center. What the fuck is a reentry center? Reentry, like reentry, oh, reentry. In, into society, oh. right? Okay. Uh, he was convicted of obstruction of an official proceeding on. In November of 2021, sentenced 41 months in prison. Prison records showed that he has been moved to a residential reentry management facility in Phoenix, where where he originally is from. He's expected to be released from there on May 25th. He received an early release in part of good behavior while in prison because if you can hmm. like, if you have good behavior, you can like earn time off. That's like part of uh, as long as you right. As long as you're not, like, a specific level of criminal, I'm pretty sure. Like, if you're, like, a mass murderer, they're not going to... They're not going to give you time for good behavior. (laughs) You kill people, and then all of a sudden you were like, Hey, I'm nice in prison. I deserve to come out a little bit more. Yeah, I don't think uh, Charles Manson had any ability to do that right. Uh, <laughs> well, he didn't really behave in person either. So that's true. That. Yeah. Chansley, also known as the QAnon shaman, became notorious for his f- became a notorious face of the January 6th attack after storming the Capitol in a fur, fur headdress with horns. Right. Um, a lot of right wing people speculating that this happening when it first happened. Obviously, we know now it's because he. He had, was released on good behavior, but they were all all over Twitter when this first was announced, saying that it was because of the Tucker Carlson video that came out. Remember that? That mm. showed him like being escorted around the building and things. They were like, "Oh, that that's why he's being released." With it, that does not seem to be the case, actually. Uh, I still remember when they made a fake picture of him in in uh, the Simpsons style. That was very funny to make people think that. Oh yeah, and we all got tr- we did get the, tricked. Yeah. We totally got we tricked. Got, by- got, we got pre- tricked by that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think we did. Uh, I think we got tricked like and then figured it out in the same podcast though. <laughs> right. I, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Let's talk about Montana. I what what does the Norwegian know about Montana? Absolutely nothing. It's not a lot going on in Montana to know about, to be honest. <laughs> and there we lost all the listeners from Montana. I'm from Montana? I don't know. Yeah. There's probably somebody out there, but excuse me. The uh, it's a very open, lots of big land, and not a lot of like big cities even um the big cities are like kind of not big not huge cities if that makes sense right montana's beautiful though okay yeah i've been there a few, sure. a few few number of times yeah it's in the southeast uh southwest or no southwest uh, yeah no northwest because it's right next oh. to washington state sorry ah okay See, I know nothing about Montana. It's right up there near Canada. It's very snowy, and they call it the—I think they call it Big Sky Country because, like, mm. is a lot of open space where you can see, you know, see not a lot of because, like, uh, in places where there's big cities, you get a lot of light pollution, 
And in Montana, mm -hmm. there aren't a lot of big cities, so you get li little light pollution. So the sky is always much bigger and much more, um, what's the word for it? Beautiful, I guess. Like I said, it's beautiful there. <laughs> so this uh, this is one of the countries, uh, sorry, one of the states that uh, border to Canada. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. cool. Well, um, there was a lot of uh, bear going on in uh, Montana this week. There are a lot of bears, but there's a lot of beer also. Uh... <laughs> Making fun of my say things. <laughs> Cruz uh -huh. could face a difficult cleanup task after a fifty or twenty-five car train derailment spilled pow powdered clay and cases of mm -hmm. beer in a scenic western Montana river, leaving some cars off the tracks in a narrow century old century old tunnel. That might, might be part of your problem. It's a terrible spot to get in and get out of, <laughs> uh, said the county's disaster and emergency services. The biggest issue is the cars derailed inside the tunnel. Um Seven cars were believed to be derailed in a narrow tunnel where it will be hard to extract them. The train derailed Sunday across the river from Quinn's Hot Spring Resort in Paradise, Montana, spilling the clay mm. and cases of Coors Light and Blue Moon beer in cans and bottles. Uh, the Missoulin reported. I've been to Missoula, Montana before. Uh, the Taker okay. car carried butane. Uh, the tanker car carrying butane was on its side, but did not leak. Okay, so that's scary, obviously. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've heard, but lately, here in America, there's been a lot of train derailments. Uh, we never talked about the one in Ohio, but do you know about that? No. There was a massive uh, train derailment in Ohio. Um, Trump deregulated all the uh, railroads, uh, which is causing huge safety hazards. Um, mm -hmm. This one that went over in Ohio, uh, it was like loaded too heavily at the back and they hit the brakes and the whole thing kind of like, uh, accordioned on itself. And it was filled with this thing oh. called vinyl chloride, which is an incredibly toxic, uh, chemical used to make like mirrors and glass and things. Jeez. Um, and so it, and they were going to, instead of cleaning it up, they lit it on fire <laughs> mm, to try to get rid of it. Safe. Right, and that ended up filling the air with toxic chemicals, uh, getting people sick, and it seeped into the ground, getting into the groundwater, and mm. um, it, that's happening kind of all over the place. This is like less of, this is like a not as bad s situation because, like it said, the tanker car that was carrying the butane didn't, you know, didn't uh, get damaged. But this is kind of happening all over the country because of the deregulation of railroads um and it's it's a huge issue right now here in america uh, you probably mm. don't hear a lot about it other places but yeah it's um, the republicans kind of went after biden for the ohio thing because it's like under his his administration obviously but the deregulation mm. all happened under trump um which made it so that like companies didn't have to check cars as much to make sure they're safe like there's less um safety regulations to make sure uh you know if a car's been in use for a certain number of years or whatever that it gets either replaced or something like that those regulations have all gone kind of by the wayside so yeah it's a huge problem people are dying literally hmm. 
according to Wikipedia, uh, look, uh, famous people uh, from uh, Montana uh, is Gary Cooper, David Lynch, and Evil Knievel, for example. David Lynch, I think, uh, uh, Evil Knievel is pretty big, right? David Lynch is probably oh, yeah. maybe the most famous out of those, I would think. I would say maybe Gary Cooper. Who the hell is Gary Cooper? He's a film actor. Let me look it up. Gary. It's kind of a generic-ass name, you know what I mean? He's been in a ton of movies. Oh, this way before my time, though. This is like a... Oh, yeah. He died in 1961. So, yeah, no wonder oh, I've yeah. never heard of it. He was in High Noon. I've seen that movie. Mm -hmm. yeah, I've probably seen absolutely. him in things, but he's definitely not somebody I would have heard of. Yeah, but, yeah, no, I would say Living Now is David Lynch. Yeah. The guy who made Braille skateboarding on on YouTube, I know he's from Montana. Oh. He, he's probably pretty is he famous. famous. Uh, they have millions of subscribers, <laughs> so, yeah. Anybody who has... How, let's look at... Uh, let me look at it really quick. Uh, but, yeah, they have a lot of subscribers. I think that makes you famous in this day and age. Okay, okay. But, uh, maybe we will have that discussion one day. Five point eight people feel, feel famous. Yeah, I would say five point eight million subscribers is pretty. That makes you famous. I'm pretty sure. Famous. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I I think I think my yeah I think my my threshold is five million. So over five million is 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 high enough. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think like because there's so many YouTube channels nowadays that has like around a million. Uh, I think it also depends on where you are. Like smaller countries, mm. like because of localization of like you the YouTube algorithm. If you're like a broad, a million, two million subscriber channel in Ireland. And it, it's getting more right. to... You're probably more famous in Ireland, but not famous the rest of the world, right? Yeah. Right. Uh, but, but uh, like, we would probably not know half of the pe uh, people that are, like, super popular in, in India. Oh, definitely. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, for years, I, I didn't really follow any UK uh, YouTube people. But there were right. there were people blowing up in the UK, and then slowly mm -hmm. it started to kind of leak out into the rest of YouTube culture, like with right. the, I, the sidemen and things like that. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll talk about one of the members of sidemen a little bit later. I guess also like PewDiePie and Jacksepticeye mm. and stuff moving to the to England that probably also added to like the the UK scene. Yeah. I would say that PewDiePie got famous in the UK, though. It wasn't super famous before he moved. Before he scene. moved, right. That, yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's uh, talk about uh, Tron telling the truth. What is he going to tell the truth about this week? Uh, that conservatives are pro-death. This is Tron, the Tron tells the truth. The abortion debate has been more extreme in the United States now than ever. Well, conservatives all over the world are cheering it up. They call it pro-life. Pro-life. No, you're not pro-life. You're pro-bullshit and you're pro-death. There are more school shootings in the United States than anywhere else in the world. When I said that to some Americans, 
here in Norway, they're like, yeah, but you don't see all the times that weapons are good. No, weapon politics in the United States is not good. There are school shootings in the United States nearly every month. They don't happen in Europe. It doesn't happen in every other country either. Not even in China, not even in India. Bigger places with even more poverty. It doesn't happen. Is something wrong with American gun politics? If you're for that, you cannot say you're pro-life, you're pro-death. A lot of people who are pregnant and get children sometimes are in poor families. But do you have, have some welfare system to help those kids? No. They are the mother's fault that they are dying. Well, well, okay. So you don't really give a shit about the kid because when it's born, it's not your fucking responsibility. You, can, you just want to let it die. You can say it's not your fault because the mother had a choice. Yeah, she had a more choice to take an abortion that you don't want to give her or have a child that she can't afford and sometimes we die or get him sick or anything else. A lot of that shit happens because you made a fucking choice. Conservatives always want war too. But war is not always pro-life. Afghanistan war was not pro-life. The war in Iraq was not pro-life. Torturing people in a concentration camp in Cuba wasn't even pro-life. Sharing up guns. Say they're going to give police more power to shoot and kill innocent people just for the minor bullshit. It's not pro-life. It's pro-death. Every time conservatives say they're pro-life, they're really pro-death. They just use pro-life like a man with a small P and he says it's a big one. Because when he says it all the time, maybe somebody will believe it's true. But everybody knows it's bullshit. Conservatism has always been pro-death, pro-bullshit and pro-misinformation. But people still want to believe it because it's comfortable. You, like, you don't like the facts? Well, here we got some alternative facts. The only reason why our fact is not true is because blah, 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 left-wing media, blah, 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 woke and all kinds of bullshit. You should understand that you should think that conservatives want people to get to know things. No. You cannot teach people about gender roles. You cannot teach places in Florida, you know, want to teach young females about masturbation and periods and so all things like that. No sex education. Not at all. Because that's going to help them. Conservatives, you are the problem. You are pro-death. You are the insanity. Not drag queens telling fairy tales for kids. This was Trump. Trump tells the truth. That was uh, Tron telling the truth. Thank you as always, Tron. Thank you, Tron. Uh, TV round. Yes. Lot. I saw a lot of TV this week, so uh, where should yeah, I start? Where to start? Uh, let's start with something bad. Great American joke off. Okay. I did not see this. This was on the CW network. I, I'm guessing oh. it's based on a British show because it feels incredibly British. There's a panel okay. of comedians. They... Uh, six comedians and then there's one host. Uh, they they get prompts and they uh, they start out as two teams, so teams of three, and they get a prompt to to make jokes about. And each individual comedian has to make jokes and they kind it's freeform, so they just get to make 
a jokes. There's no like, oh, you and then you and then you. It's just, uh, you know, kind of like a joke battle, basically. Mm. Um, and there's no real winner or loser, very much like a British panel show. It's just like the she gets to decide. It's up. It's st- only her discretion, the host, who is funny to her and who's not funny to her. And at the end of each round, she'll be like, this is who won this round or this is who won that round. Nobody wins anything. It's not, you know, it's just about the jokes. They even say that in the show. They say uh, mm. the show that is is only about jokes. It's not okay. like there's a kind of a game happening, but it's not really a game. I wouldn't be surprised if there already is uh, like a great American or a great British joke off. Maybe let me look it up. Um, it was fine. It was kind of funny in the oh yeah, great British joke off panel show. It yep, it it's based on another sh- it's based on a British show. I could tell just by right. just by watching it. I was like this is based yeah. on a British. I didn't even have to look it up. But um I have never even heard of that. And I watched a lot of like British shows hosted by Tom Allen with Hugh Dennis, Milton Jones, Ed Gamble and Angela Barnes. That's the Brit- British mm, version. Okay. Um I like some of them. Yeah. Uh, this one, I'm not sure if they're going to have the same, uh, panel every time, but I, uh, it had Alan- Alonzo Bowden, that was the one person I knew, uh, Who? he's like a <laughs> African-American <laughs> black comedian you would know if you saw him. Okay. He's like one okay. of those people that's like in things, but you, Yeah. Um, I'm like, who the fuck is that? But I don't. I'm pretty sure it's not going to be the same panel every time in the American version. But I'm, it's I, it's hard to okay. tell. Uh, maybe I'm on their website and it's got the same people as the yeah. So maybe it is the same panel every time. Mm-hmm. The biggest problem with this show is the host. She feels like she doesn't know what her next line is. She's having a hard mm-hmm. time. Like, um, it feels like she's doing a science fair project and she's reading it to like a teacher. Does that make sense? Mm. Like that very stilted, like I rehearsed this, but I don't, there's no emotion behind it kind of feel. There's no feeling. Uh, Mm. She makes some very off color jokes uh, about people. Yeah. I don't know. They're funny parts, but the show itself is pretty boring. I'll give it a, Oh, Hmm. uh, three. I gave it a three. Well, I'm going to start with one of the best shows I've seen this week, uh, Copycat Killer. This is a Taiwan mystery show from Netflix. Uh, Ten episodes. I have seen all ten episodes. I really dig this episode. It is, uh, or this uh, show, I should say. it is about this uh, journalist, this policeman, and this, um, uh, uh, what do you call people that, like, uh, try to lawyer people. Um, yeah, anyway. Uh, and uh, they uh, find this uh, hand in a box, and that's kind of where it goes from there. Um it's a detective yeah. crime show based, uh, or not based, it's uh, similar to Saw. It's got very Saw elements, wouldn't you say? Oh, yeah, definitely. Even the voice of, like, the bad guy in the very first episode at the very mm-hmm. beginning, I was like, is this a Saw movie? What, what, did I pick, click the wrong thing? Um, right. But then after that first 
scene, which really builds to what's going to happen later, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, but you go away from that saw elements and you go into like the detective crime drama kind of TV show, right? Um, yeah. With kind of a almost Sherlock Holmes esque detective because he's got like he's the detective with special powers that you've seen in a million right. crime shows, right? Yeah. Yes. Um. But yeah, no, the acting is good. Uh, the filming is good, and I think I'll really, really dig the storyline. Like the story. Of, yeah, it's way of... better of a story than most American detective shows. Yeah. Uh, it feels similar to a movie we saw recently. Actually, it kind of feel felt similar to that one um, Luther movie that we just saw. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, it actually does. Yeah. It had similar vibes, and you know, there those are similar TV shows also in a way. Mm -hmm. The crime drama aspect of it. Yeah, it was really good. I saw th three episodes so far. I give it a mm, eight. I think the dialogue in certain parts is hard to tell if it's good or not, just because I'm right. watching it, yeah. Yeah, I'm also watching it dubbed. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, no, I, I gave it uh, 8.5, so we're not that far away from each other. I'm going to keep watching. It's gonna going on my list of things to finish, uh, mm -hmm. TV shows to finish, so I think uh, by the end of it, maybe it'll you know get a higher score. Mm-hmm. My turn. Your turn. Let's go with Royal Crackers. Did you see that? I didn't. Cartoon show on Adult Swim. So it's one of those, you know, 20-minute episode type cartoon shows. Mm -hmm. uh, it's about uh, a family of people who own a cracker f uh, company, but it's like a failing cracker company. And also their father, who created it, built it, uh, is dying. And so there's a son and a daughter, and they're trying to, to kind of fight over who's going to take over control of the company once the father dies, because he's in, like, a coma, basically. It's a comedy okay. uh, uh, cartoon show, you know, adults, very adult swim uh, humor to it, which, you know, uh, some people like that, some people don't. It's got Andrew Santino, who you would know, I guess. Mm. Uh, I thought it was funny. There was definitely one scene in the first episode that was there, the where the father falls down the stairs and they do this repetitive repetitive thing, which was pretty hilarious. Like it was one of those jokes that like it starts out not being funny, but then it goes on for so long it becomes funny. Yeah, mm. uh, it's got those kind of jokes in it that I like. The animation's not great, uh. But I, I I don't know. It was fine for what it was. You know what I mean? I'd give it a 5.5, somewhere right in the middle. Okay. Uh, since we're talking about comedies, uh, let's talk about Unstable on Netflix. This mm -hmm. is with Rob Lowe and John Owen Lowe. His, uh, oh, really? Actually, I didn't know that. Yeah, his the, son? Yeah, his son is playing his son. Okay, interesting. Um... Yeah, this is a sitcom. Um, uh, it's about this biological genius that tries to to do bioengineer things, right? Yeah. What did I say? Oh, Didn't you said biologist. Engineer? Yeah, he's a biologist who's bioengineering things. That's what I said. Oh, okay. You were, uh, but yeah, yeah. Mm hmm. Sorry. 
I said you weren't wrong at all. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, no. Uh, and uh, he has uh, uh, lost a lot of things. And uh, with the help of his son, he's trying to, like, uh, uh, be better than his father and, like, save the family business and things like that. Uh, yeah, it's very sitcom-y. And it's also extremely bad. Um, I have seen Rob Lowe in other things that I liked better than this. I... I didn't think this was funny at all, to be honest. Uh, I would probably, like, give it a 3.5. Uh, yeah, maybe. Uh, I, I give, that's exactly what I gave it, actually. I think, surprisingly enough, Lo Rob Lowe's son may be a better actor than Rob Lowe. I, I yes. Didn't, I, <laughs> I didn't I know until you just said that, that it was his son. But now looking at the poster oh, yeah. here... Mm -hmm. Uh, they do look very alike. They got the same chin, the same eyes. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was very sitcom-y. Uh, I didn't really laugh at all. I guess the very ending of episode one, I kind of chuckled when he, like, walks mm -hmm. away, and, uh, you find out kind of the cliffhanger of episode one. I'm not going to spoil right. it. That was kind that of was... a part that made me chuckle. But other than that, yeah. it was kind of, mm, He's trying to play this over-the-top, like, tech-type CEO, like, um, mm -hmm. uh, micro-dosing uh, Silicon Valley guy, and he kind of right. overacts it, to be honest. Yeah, that, that was my biggest Definitely. problem with it. Yeah. yeah. Well, Mania, do you see the Australian mm -hmm. show from Netflix? It's, uh, it's a show. Uh, it's a... I saw it way earlier this week. I'm trying to even remember what it was about, but it's definitely about a woman who goes to Australia to visit her family. She's like a writer. No, what? Oh no, she's a chef. Yeah, she's a she's a she's a chef writer. Uh, right. She, I, she writes a, uh, a like, yeah. chef blogger or something. But a then blogger, they want yeah. want to give her a shot at being on a reality show as a judge, judging mm -hmm. food. <laughs> she goes to Australia on vacation to visit her family, and then she gets stuck there, right? I mean, that's the... Mm -hmm. And she, she's trying to get back to America, and she has two weeks to get in shape, because apparently there's some kind of rules that you have to be in shape to get a visa? I didn't even... Yeah, know. I didn't really understand this. I didn't know that was a thing to get into America, yeah. but apparently it is. So I guess we don't want you coming over here and just dying <laughs> on us. Okay. I, yeah. I didn't know that was a thing, but uh, according to this TV show, it is. Maybe it's all fake, but n n nevertheless, uh, it was not great. I gave it. I gave this a three, also. Actually, I think I gave a lot of uh, things a three this week. <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't like this at all. Uh, uh, I think this was actually worse than the Rob Lowe show. I gave the Rob Lowe show a three point five. I would probably give this a three. Um, this lady uh, called Celeste Berber is awful. She's an awful actor. And when the main actor is like, oh, this awful, um, that hurts your show. It's just, uh, yeah, it, it wasn't funny. It, uh, I, I saw that it was based on a book. I don't really want to read the book after this. Oh, it's based on a book. Okay. I assume she's a yeah. stand-up comedian because she has a very stand-up comedian... 
acting style. style. I don't know how to yeah. like describe it. And maybe her stand up is funny, but it just doesn't translate well to a sitcom type TV show. Yeah. Uh, the next thing I saw was Emergency NYC New York City. Uh, this was on Netflix. It's a documentary, and it follows uh, uh, people in the frontline medical professional, and uh, it like it like it follows their work with uh, uh, working on like uh, ambulance and also like their personal life. It felt like um, a mix between like. Uh, uh, cops and a normal like reality show of like keeping up with the kardashian huh, <laughs> okay. like, that, that's like how it felt <laughs> like a mix between those two things that's kind of it's interesting not, i guess i i i i really uh, kind of like this show actually to be honest uh uh, yeah, no, I I, uh, I give it a five point five. It's not like super good, but yeah, no, uh, I'm probably going to see more than than just the two episodes that I saw this week. I remember seeing like when you go into Netflix, they have the top banner. I remember seeing mm. it advertised, and I was like, in my head, I was like, that's an old show. Just by the name, like mm. title of it, I was like, "That that's prob that show's been made already, right?" You know what I'm saying? Right. So I didn't watch it, but maybe I'll see it this week if it's you saying it's pretty good. So yeah, I'd like, well, five point five is is okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, another Alaskan survival show. I think we just saw one on Netflix, right? <laughs> we did. Well, uh, yeah. This one was on USA Network. This is called mm -hmm. Race to Survive Alaska. It is. Um, this one's more of like a combination of that show we saw that was like uh, Surviving Alaska, I think it was called, literally. It, but right. mix that with Amazing Race, right? Basically. Yes. But it's just uh, going... They have to map their way from point A to point B in the Alaskan wilderness. Obviously, tough mm -hmm. conditions. It's teams of two. And they all start in one spot, and they have to race to checkpoints. Uh, and at each uh, checkpoint, one team gets eliminated. And then, obviously, you're going to have a final two at the very last leg of the race. And whoever uh, gets their wins some amount of money. I don't even remember how much. Uh, no, I don't remember how much either. But, uh, yeah, no, this, this definitely was better than the... Let's all attack each other. Uh, reality show that we watched, uh, but uh, yeah, no, it was okay-ish. Uh, nothing like super. Or it felt very Amazing original. Race. Like if you've seen Amazing Race, yeah. it was like a dumbed down version of that because it's not all over the world. It's just in Alaska, right? Um, right. I'm seeing half a million dollar prize. Who? <laughs> So, I mean, they do go through some serious shit in the show, at least in the first episode. There's only one episode out right, right now. Um, that one, there's one lady who goes down like instantly. She's just out. You're right. Um, yeah, yeah. They never really explain why, but I assume dehydration or something like that. I thought I thought it was that. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> she's totally unresponsive once they get to her in the woods. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, I, it was fine for what it was. I give this. Uh, a 4.5, just below average, I guess. 
I gave it to four. Yeah. You, you said you thought the other Alaska show was not as good as this one. I, I, I think they're pretty much the same, but I don't know. I think I'd watch... Yeah, maybe this one. This one has a higher production value, right? They're just so Definitely. close to each other. It's so yeah. similar. It's crazy that they were made or released so, uh, like, two weeks apart. Uh, let's talk somewhat about wrestling. AEW All Access. Did you watch this? Yep, on TBS. Mm-hmm. Uh, follow people like Adam Cole and Britt Baker and things like that. Uh, backstage. Um, Not only backstage, like in the regular mm-hmm. life, uh, right. reality show style. Like they go to the doctor's office when to like talk to his doctor and things like that. Right. It told. It, it is totally divas. Uh, just uh, the AEW version, and also with men. Yeah, with the, it's it's total divas with the whole roster instead of just the right. divas. Right. Yeah, there's really not another TV show you could compare this to other than Total Divas, right? Total divas, no. It, that's what I brought up. Yeah, it is like total like like that. I think there's it's, nothing wrong with that. It's though. better than Total it, Divas because it feels less, oh definitely definitely feels less contrived because the to- mm-hmm. a lot of the Total Divas stuff you can tell is like just fake drama. Where this, I oh, think, yeah. most of it, if not all of it, is actually pretty real um, problems in their lives and things like that. Right. It is as real as a reality show gets. I like how the Bucks are like, we're just not going to talk about what happened backstage. <laughs> <laughs> if people don't know, uh, they got stripped of the title because they got in fights, right. uh, a yeah, fight with CM, CM Punk. Punk. He also got mm-hmm. stripped of the title, and we really don't know what it was all about other than the, they just got in a fight. Yeah. A dog. Mm-hmm. It, it, is that what it was? Yeah. Uh, they opened the door and it hit CM Punk's dog. I think that's how... how oh, I never heard that. I, I mean, uh, I read up on it a little bit because I was like, what? I don't I don't really know what's going on here. And I couldn't get a straight answer. So, hmm, okay. Right. That's cool. But yeah, no, it's 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 very generic. It's it's. Uh, I gave it a four. I give it a six. I I mean, I guess mostly I was comparing it to Total Divas, and as far as that, like, because that's the only show to compare it's it to. It's better than that. It's much better oh, than yeah. that. Yeah. 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 If you like those kind of reality shows, you, you might like this. Yeah. Even if you don't like wrestling, you might like it. You know. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Um, let's see. Jeez, we talked a lot of a lot of shows already. Unseen. Mm-hmm. Um, this was also on Netflix. It's uh. Was. Sorry. It's about the house cleaner that uh, tries to find her husband, uh, but also uh, because a, a criminal syndicate is kind of like uh, in her past. Uh, it kind of like drives her to violence, right? So she, it's a revenge. It's a revenge show, and she uh, di- is kind of disappeared from uh, the world because they think she's dead. Right? Is that right? And so yes. that's why it's called unseen because she's like an untraceable killer, basically. Mm-hmm. Right? Because uh, in the first episode, that that's when her husband goes missing, and it like it really builds in episode two. 
more than in the first episode. I can see somebody watching the Definitely. first episode of this and being like, ah, this isn't great. But the second yeah. episode is actually better than the first, I would say. So if you are oh, going to yeah, watch yeah. it. I don't, it was fine. I'm not watching more of it, though. So I'd probably no. give it a four. I don't know. What are you thinking? I gave it a 4.5. I was busy cooking it's... dinner last night when I watched it also, so I don't think I mm. necessarily gave it a great chance. But, you know, sometimes... Yeah, I mean, no, I... You have the time you have. Yeah, exactly. Everybody's going to watch it uh, in a different way, so... Well, I saw two more shows. Uh, I saw Pretty Baby. Pretty Baby. Brooke Shields. A uh, documentary about Brooke Shields. Um, uh, it was on Hulu. Sorry. Uh it's very much about like how she was sexualized as a young girl. Um, uh, it feels very. It feels a little. Uh, how do I say this without sounding uh, weird? It, it felt very like a little like, oh, I know now how I feel felt back then <laughs> do you understand what i mean mm -hmm. it's 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 a little like it's a little like oh now in 2023 i understand what i was going through when i was uh young and oh yeah i've i i felt i felt like i was very sexualized as a young girl and um it it it, it is a good enough documentary that I mean, it's two fucking episodes, so it's it's not like. Are they long episodes? Uh, pretty long. Okay. I, I think it was like a two-hour show. Right. Uh, but yeah, I recommend it if you're at a, at all interested in her story. Uh, but I give it a six point five or six somewhere. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that was the last show I saw. Okay. Well, then we should talk about uh, the show that we saw together this week. The Power. Called The Power. Episode 1. Yeah. Uh, a Better Future is in Your Hands. Uh, this is the title of this episode. Across the world, teenage girls are expecting a strange sensation beneath their collarbones, a tingling in their hands, and a sudden, and sudden jolts of electricity sparking from their fingertips. This new power is an agent of li both liberation and destruction. I mean, is that what happened in this episode? That's a terrible uh, no. description of what happened in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel like that happened in this episode whatsoever. I just feel like that was I... a really bad description. Like, that barely described the episode. It yeah. just told you what the show's about more than anything else. Right. Yeah, because it really didn't happen in this episode because nothing really happened. I mean, the, t the one thing that it... Episode. Uh, the collarbones, the strange... Like, we saw the collarbone thing a few times where it showed, right. like, the th the electricity going underneath their skin and you could see, like, the light or whatever. Like, that... Yeah. But basically what the show is, uh, starts out in episode one, we meet our characters... That really is what it is. We meet a whole bunch of different people who are being mm -hmm. affected by this electricity disease or whatever it is. Um, right. Power. The power. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> it 
it's all over the place with the editing. Uh, we're trying to figure out what's going on and who is like they're trying to introduce the characters, right? And we met like right. so many characters. Like I, bear, I remember two, and we probably met ten, right? I remember the yeah, boy at, in at Africa. Least. Yeah, and then the um. The lady from from America. Those are the two uh, I remember. Uh, yeah, the yeah. high school girl from America. Those are the two that yeah. like stand out in my head. But there were so many other characters that we met. <laughs> yeah, no, this is a terrible show. I did not like it at all. Uh, we did. It felt very much like uh, it felt like a. Uh, a lot of other shows that I've seen, but definitely, uh, what was the show that I was talking about when I, when we were watching this? I don't Do you remember. remember? No. Um, I mean, uh, the think about yeah, think about it. The Handmaiden's Tale. Oh yeah, yeah we've. Uh, that's what I was gonna say. We looked up because it's based on a book, and so we mm -hmm. were like thinking when we watched this because the editing is so bad in this. There was mm -hmm. one point where the Af the guy from Africa, he is talking to his friend at like at their normal house and we cut away to a different character and meet this whole new character and then all of a sudden we go back to him and he's in this complete mm -hmm. other village like he's gone in a taxi like hundreds of miles mm -hmm. away or something and there was no explanation for it and we were just completely lost and so we were like mm -hmm. i looked up an article about this because it's based on a book so we maybe we could get some kind of try to connect the dots because i was thinking mm -hmm. this show must be made for people who read the book and that's right. why we don't understand what the fuck is going on right now right right <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah and so i think that is the big problem at least in episode one is the editing mm -hmm. is for people who read this book and know like the story already and we were mm -hmm. just fucking lost so maybe in episode it gets better episode two it gets better we looked up a little bit more about the story and some of the story elements that we in that were in the article were pretty interesting, right? It sounded like a very interesting show. I wish that was what we saw. <laughs> no, I'm talking about the article <laughs> yeah. that we read about the book compared yeah, to the Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah the story the, the, itself the, the, that the was in the book. The story itself. Yeah, sounds interesting. In the book. Yeah, sounds super interesting. I wish that was what we saw. I, yeah, I wish that translated yeah. onto the television screen because it did. Yes. It just didn't. It didn't work. At least this is episode no. one, right? This is the pilot. Yes. So uh, I would assume this is what got picked up, but maybe not because apparently this book was like super popular. So uh, right. in this came out in 2016, um, kind of during the height of the Me Too movement and Donald Trump and everything else, and it's very much about like things like that and so it's uh it it feels like they made it for a specific audience and we're not that mm. audience at all <laughs> right right so we'll watch and one it, more episode maybe next episode will blow us away from who the fuck knows i doubt that very much but uh never say never right i have been wrong before i remember when we saw the first episode of uh, uh, Messiah, how oh, yeah. awful that was the first episode of, of Messiah was, and then uh, it turned around and became an, one of the m most uh, annoying shows that wasn't like... Re well, uh, the ending was really bad. <laughs> well, not yeah. really bad, just stupid. Um, but yeah. the rest of the show was really good, yeah, totally. Really good, but the first episode was terrible, so... 
So we'll see Never what happens. I just doubt that this will turn around. I was going to say, the thing about Messiah is it had a coherent storyline. Episode yeah. one, I have barely a clue of what's happening other than that these women are, are getting a, getting this power and we've met a bunch of characters. And that's it. Yeah. That's all all we know at this point. Amazing characters. Uh, hey, look, you and me, we watched uh, something else this week. We watched a small little thing called uh, WrestleMania. Oh, yeah, that happened. Yeah, I, well, I watched one day, you watched both days, because that's a lot of watched... WrestleMania. I I not only watched both days, look, I also saw uh, Stand NXT. and Deliver, NXT, yeah. Stand and Deliver, and Raw, <laughs> uh, uh, on Monday, I didn't watch Raw live, but the three other things I watched live. Uh, NXT is stand and deliver. I would give a seven and a half out of ten. First night of WrestleMania, I would probably give eight. The second night of WrestleMania, eight point five. Um, but the uh, ending was terrible. Um, yeah, uh, it seems like uh, Vince is back in the background, and uh, we talked a lot about it the, during this because there was rumors that Endeavor, that uh, owns UFC and uh, WWE, was going to merge together, and uh, yeah, that is true. It says here Endeavor's UFCs and WWE to merge. Uh, Ari Emanuel to serve as the CEO and Vince McMahon as executive chairman. Mm -hmm. um, the group's holdings and sports entertainment powerhouse WWE made things official on Monday with Endeavor unveiling a definitive agreement to form a new publicly listed company consisting of two iconic complementary global sports and entertainment brands. Endeavor will mm -hmm. hold 51% of controlling interest in the company with the existing 49% uh, WWE shareholders. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but he said that he would uh, not be back in the grill and not... Uh, Vince McMahon you're talking about. Yeah, Vince yeah. McMahon uh, would not return to... Uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh... When people are like back to uh, staring the show, uh, the show, but Vince McMahon reportedly returned to WWE Raw in a significant uh, capacity. Uh, McMahon recently rose from the ashes from uh, Hush Money uh, in the midst of the backlash. Uh, some of the uh, top trends from. Seeding France uh, included uh, hashtag worst draw, WWE uh, women deserve better, fire wins McMahon and fire wins. Fan backlash was only in e intensifies w since the rumors of uh, M McMahon uh, and a fire wins chant was reportedly broke out on Tuesday night during taping of WWE NXT. Uh, so, yeah, uh, it was one of the worst roles I have ever seen in my entire life. Uh, and uh, it was just uh, the booking of the women in the match was awful. 
uh, it was just maximum chaos. Just uh, according to people that was there, they changed um, the order of the show uh, 25 times. Uh, so it just seems just like everything was awful. You can't really so. take a break when you do so many live shows a week. There's just no, like, take. they can't take a week off to, like, restructure or anything like that. They right. just got to, like, go with it. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, Carol Baskin is back in the news. I haven't heard her name in, like, forever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but she, her Big Cat Rescue Center is planning to close down. Uh, and send most of its wildlife to Arkansas. In a statement, Howard mm -hmm. Baskin, the husband of the Netflix smash hit series Tiger King, announced that the 30-year-old center in Tampa had agreed to move most of its uh, cats to Turpentine Creek Wildlife Refuge. <laughs> um, do they say why? I mean, probably... Uh, money. Money, I would money. assume. Yeah. 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 So, uh, yeah. That's the end of that story. I mean, the whole thing was she, in the documentary, wanted to get the cats and bring them there because she was worried about them, uh, mm. and now she's shutting down because she couldn't handle, I guess, that many cats. So, you know, never, uh, never, never wish for something that. What is the saying? Uh, don't I'm expect sure. to be happy uh, for with what you wish for. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Oh. Mm. Well, uh, Orphan Black, that was really, really good for all but the last season, um, uh, is coming back with a very different spin-off. It's called Orphan Black Echoes. Yeah, um, it says here, I mean, this is the most in interesting part, uh, the comments from executive producer of uh, said... The spinoff is a very different show. If you go with the expectation you're going to see Orphan Black, you're going to probably be disappointed. It's got its own feel and its own identity. What makes Orphan Black... There's a bit of a slow burn to it. I think it's going to be exciting for fans to discover. No one can mm -hmm. do it better than Tatiana, who's the original series character. Mm -hmm. uh, that sets the high bar very high. When you're talking about what a spinoff would be like, it was like, well, let's come up with a concept that works in the Orphan Black world, but isn't necessarily just an Orphan Black, or a, a clone of Orphan Black, which is... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know if that was a pun funny. on purpose or, or what. Yeah, but, um, that's kind of funny. Yeah, yeah I, I think that's interesting. It says it's going to be set in a world in the future past Orphan Black, where like Mm -hmm. I think clones are already kind of known to the rest of the world, right? Is that mm -hmm. the... It says here, clones are created as part of a clandestine genetic experiment. Yeah, so... Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I am... I am positive to this. I will give it a chance. I'm actually I'm more well. excited for it that it's a um, post uh, the show. I would have mm -hmm. hated a prequel, I'm guessing. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I think doing it in the future, where, like, it's going to be more sci-fi than the, mm -hmm. uh, the... I mean, the original show was very sci-fi, but this, I'm thinking, is going to even be more kind of a uh, futuristic sci-fi, which could be fun. Yeah. 
And I, like I said, I really, really recommend the fourth, four, four, four out of the, the five seasons. Of right? Yeah, Breaking totally. Yeah, yeah, just skip that. <laughs> skip that last one. Audible. Last season is, is terrible. Yeah. Uh, audibletrial.com forward slash ADC. That's audibletrial.com forward slash ADC. Go to that website. Get a free trial for 30 days of Audible. Get some audiobooks. Specifically, get one audiobook for free with our... With, uh, with our code, I guess, uh, going through mm-hmm. this link, and uh, you get to keep the book even if you cancel. Even after one day, you could cancel, get the book for free, uh, and it helps us out. Eurovision, it's getting close. Uh, let's talk about uh, one of the uh, countries that is always interesting. I, I mean, it's never boring, that's for fucking sure. Uh, Israel uh, with Noah Corell's unicorn. What did you think about Nora Corell's unicorn look? It sounded like a lot of songs we've heard in Eurovision, not only this year but in past years. Uh, pretty generic kind of female vocal Fucking song. Generic. Yeah. Um, I mean, who would you compare it to? Uh, a lot of people. It's kind of got a Rihanna vibe a little bit. A little. Yep. Uh, poppy female vocal song in that sense yeah i don't i don't think they will have any trouble coming to the final because it's very like pop friendly but i don't think they will do good it's just too generic i mean we we don't know what the stage performance is necessarily going to look like because this is a music video because it's a music video yeah yeah so uh, but even in the music video, she doesn't like dance around or anything. She doesn't have any real. Uh, she doesn't emote a lot in the music video. Right. Um. I guess there is the one part where there's like the, the, uh, the chorus. The not chorus. Yeah. Um. What do you call it? Quartet. That's what I was trying to think. Mm-hmm. Of. The, right. the the strings, which that could be in like implemented into like the stage performance. Uh. Yeah. So. We'll see what happens with that. And the rap at the ending is pretty terrible. Um, but yeah, I give it, it this uh, five. It's not my cup of tea. I'd probably give it a 3.5. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, let's go to uh, someone that will be in the final uh, because they are qualified already because they are one of the big fives, uh, the UK. The United Kingdom with Mia Muller, I wrote a song. Talking about uh, kind of generic, but I like this much better than than uh, uh, Israel. It's got a similar vibe to it, I guess, like the yeah. um, moral of the song, I guess, kind of has right. a similar vibe. It is a song about writing songs, which kind of, you mm-hmm. know, takes a... A little bit off for me. The music video was very cool. Not that that matters yeah. at all in this, yeah. in the, but we had a very cool music video. I feel like uh, she's ta- a talented dancer as well as singer, mm-hmm. so that's yeah. going to translate well to stage performance. It, they did do the part. Is this the one that had the house? Uh, let me. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yes. That could be cool if they actually have the house in the background and they are right. out in front, and they actually have cameras that go inside of it. You know what I'm saying? Mm. That could be really yeah. cool because they do a part that almost looks like it could be a Eurovision kind of dance 
sequence, I guess. So, yeah, and I, I, I think this will uh, fall or be very good uh, uh, with staging. I think staging is everything in the, in this song, right? Be- because it's kind of generic pop song. I think staging in this will be alpha and omega. It is got home town advantage so it's going to get a big pop yeah. from the crowd that's going to help it obviously so yeah i give it a 6.5 i give it a six okay uh but uh, then let's talk about uh the song that will probably fucking win the whole thing uh sweden uh with uh loreen uh if nobody knows that name uh, you haven't watched Eurovision <laughs> in some years. Uh, but yeah, she won with Euphoria. She's back with a song called Tattoo. Mm-hmm. I have very strong opinions about this song, but uh, I will let you talk about it before. I mean, the stage performance was a little pretentious. It felt like uh, some kind of like one-man show in like a leotard. You know what I'm talking about? Like at on like off Broadway one-man show. <laughs> um, interpretive dance that. is a good way to right. to kind of the song itself is it's fine. It's not. Um, it's uh, there's better songs to that I to me, but it's pretty good. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely better than some songs, but I, I put it like in the top ten, not in the top five of songs that I've heard so far. Right. Yeah. So I love this. <laughs> I love everything about it, from the stage performance to to the song. I think I think this is actually better than Euphoria. I have read a lot of people like like this is nothing, not even close. But but I, I I really like her voice and I love her performance, even though I do agree that it is very it's very performance based song, uh, and but I listen to this all the fucking time. I have it on my my playlist and play it over and over and over and over again. Uh, I think it, I think it it. it it's not the best song. I have uh, other songs that I think is better, but people have to remember it's not only a song competition. It is also about like the the uh, uh, the stage performance. I think a lot of people, though, like a lot of people who vote, um, like every year. Who are like religious? Mm-hmm. Who listen to the songs like you do, like religiously? Like when they come out, you're already on top of it, and you're gonna listen to it a bunch of times if you like it before the song mm-hmm. contest even ever happens. So you're gonna yeah. build up a kind of bias. But then there's other people who just see they go and watch the song contest, and that's when they base their vote. So there's different, you know, different types mm-hmm. of people who vote. You got to consider that. And also, I think this final is more open than it has ever been because other countries are able to to vote this this year. Like, we don't know how much that will affect the result, but this is the first time the United States can win. It's going to... Even vote. It's going to change... It's going to completely change the landscape of the... Mm of who's getting big votes and who's getting small votes, I have a feeling. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I totally... I agree. Yeah. It's gonna be... Uh, I have a feeling Twitter and TikTok are, are gonna, like, 
manipulate a lot of things for people. There's going to be TikToks all over, vote for this person, vote for that person, you know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Uh, but yeah, no, no, talking about uh, Loreen's stage performance, uh, there are problems with it because uh, the stage performance of Eurene, uh, Loreen, that is uh, problematic because uh, the second platform hanging above her, as you can see in the video, uh, is supported uh, by the ceiling and the weight of that platform reaches 1.8 tons and uh, uh, the lighting platform which particular platform hangs may not be able to support uh, in Liverpool so they don't think uh, it is going to be the same performance and a lot of her performance does hang with that uh, staging literally hangs yeah um yes and figuratively and figuratively yeah it's uh yes i could re-engineer this and make it work let's just say that. right all you have to right. do is l make it because right now it's actually like a television <laughs> like a gigantic it, it's per, like the screen is probably what weighs the most if you just made mm. that like a reverse imaging um like a movie screen and then project the image onto it and just have it be mesh that would weigh like mm -hmm. nothing. I feel like you could do that pretty pretty easily. But uh, uh, there is an EBU rule that no objects are allowed to hang from the ceiling. Oh, and that yeah, and so, that applies to all thirty-seven countries. And did they not know that before creating this? Uh, they allow it uh, in, in in like the uh, the fur, in the in the qualifying, but, but not, not at, in, in the in the main right. event or the right. semifinals even. Okay, mm -hmm. seems dumb that they would have done it then. Seems yeah. like their their mistake. It's not, their fucking yeah. fault. Yeah, right. Totally. Okay. Totally. So. We'll see what happens. We'll see. I mean, maybe yeah. maybe it's kind of, like, interesting because it'll, like, add... If the perf new performance is good, it'll add, yeah. like, a, an element of, like, oh, you've seen it this way, and now we're doing it a mm -hmm. whole different way. I don't know. Well, I have only seen one movie this week. I saw three movies this week. Uh, let's start with John okay. Wick 3 because I saw three movies. Um, mm -hmm. I've been working my way through the John Wick movies. I'm on my on the third one. This one was bad. It is a bad movie. It is. I told you so. It's a, <laughs> it's comedic. How bad this is. I almost think it is a comedy more than the other ones, because it's got like parts that it's making fun of itself almost. It's self re ref mm. referencing things from the other movies and then making fun of them. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? And mm -hmm. uh, but really the. The dialogue was the worst part. And the special effects, like, in the original two, um, a lot of, like, the action scenes and stuff like that are really based on, like, you know, real fight choreography, where a lot of the stuff in this, it's, like, looks uh, doesn't look real because it's all CGI and stuff. I don't know if that's... Yeah. It, it, CGI was already a big thing before, but they just chose yeah. in this movie specifically to just go way overboard with it i think that was the yeah. biggest issue i had with it um and also the ending is terrible 
Sure, I mean the whole thing's terrible. The like the whole yeah. like it's so convoluted and stupid. Like the storyline itself, mm-hmm. and the dialogue's terrible. And yeah, the new characters they introduce are all like uh, some kind of clown troop or something. So <laughs> I don't know. I give it a three point five probably. Yeah. 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 No, I'm I'm not a big fan of two uh, of three. Sorry. Uh, what else did you see? I saw 80 for Brady, Fro. Oh my god, why the fuck did you watch this? I'll tell you why. I wanted to see it because okay. uh, it it has an interesting lore to it, alright? Okay. Um, you remember the Kiss movie um, where the four boys go to a Kiss concert, they get tickets and the one has to sneak out of the house? Do you remember this movie uh no let me look it up uh kiss movie detroit rock city that's what it was called of course that's what it was called because it's a kiss movie um i don't think i've seen it yeah it was from like the early 2000s i think this is just that movie but with four old ladies going to try to uh to get into the super bowl instead of a kiss concert okay so okay that's the whole point is these four older ladies fall in love with Tom Brady, all right? And so they are, are mm-hmm. infatuated with him. They just think he's the hottest guy ever, except for mm-hmm. one of them who's re- really into Gronk, who you've seen from WWE, obviously. Sure, I, and then I also know who Tom Brady is. Well, yeah, Tom Brady's, like, right. above famous. The interesting thing right. about this movie, Fro, is who produced mm-hmm. the movie. Who do you think? You, you would think, oh, they're going to the Super Bowl. It must be produced by the NFL, right? Mm-hmm. This is produced by Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> himself. So it's a love letter to, to himself. himself. Oh, oh, it's God. a movie about four old women who are in love with Tom Brady and it's produced by Tom Brady. I mean, how cringe oh. is that? It's That is pretty cringe. And he stars in it. Uh, and in the end, of course, he wins the Super Bowl. It's like the biggest ego stroke I've ever seen ever mm. in a film. So that's why I watched this movie. Because <laughs> I have mm. a feeling it could end up on my list of bad movies at the end of the year. Uh, the movie yeah. itself, like, is very, very, you know, generic. Super generic. Like I said, there's many movies you've seen, probably, that have this exact same storyline. But that... Right. When I started watching it, and I saw produced by Tom Brady, and there were no other mm. produ- producer credits, that was it? I was like, yeah. oh my god. Really? This is gold. This is gold. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds like a movie I'm never <laughs> ever going to watch. Yeah, no, it's not worth seeing. I'd give it a. Mm, it probably get a. I'm gonna give it a two. Uh, well, I didn't really want to watch the movie I watched, but I watched it anyway because it was on Netflix. Murder Mystery 2. Didn't like the first one, so why the fuck would I watch this? But it was... I think we um, watched the first one together, I, I want to say. We did, yeah. Um, and but, I- uh, yeah, no, now they have started a uh, detective bureau, um, and, uh, uh, they get a very important case when they're, um billionaire friend gets kidnapped from her their wedding mm-hmm. and uh, that is more or less the the mystery part of it uh yeah, yeah. no um they get like accused at one point and yeah. they have to prove their innocence i guess that's part of it but yeah right 
Uh, I actually like this better than the original, but that's okay. not saying a lot. Uh, I re literally remember one scene from the original, which was the train scene, and that's it. So, right. yeah, <laughs> it's I completely wiped that movie from my memory. Um, this was fine for what it was. I mean, it's not, it was totally okay. It's I mean, a, it did, it's a very Adam Sandler, Jennifer Aniston movie. It's very. Like I, I, I it's would, brainless I would, entertainment. It's completely brainless. The mer uh, mystery aspect of it is is pretty terrible. Uh, it's super easy to find out what really happened and things like that. It's yeah. It's the most white bread comedy ever. Also, it's just like the most generic mm -hmm. white bread comedy, like. Not a not offensive at all, but also trying to edge on like poop jokes every once in a while, kind of comedy. Right. Yeah. But uh, where I gave the first murder mystery, I think I gave a three or a three point five. I would give this a four. Uh, I gave it a four point five. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not offending me in any way, but it's not great. No. Yeah. Mm hmm. Cool. Uh, Rust assistant uh, director uh, David Halls pleads guilty to gun charge. Uh, why the fuck is this going on? A co-defendant in the case against Alec Baldwin in the fatal 2021 shooting of the cinematographer on the Rust set. Uh, safety coordinator and assistant director David Halls must pay a $500 fine and complete a gun safety course and 24 hours of community service. That's it. That sounds very little. It's 24 hours of community service is like nothing when it comes to... Yeah. Yeah. And $500? For a, for a guy who works in movies in Hollywood? For, yeah, and also they killed someone? I think he should have probably take it, had taken a gun safety course before the movie happened, but <laughs> um, he agreed to plead guilty wow. to a charge related to the death of, of her. Yeah. So not directly, uh, you know, the charge wasn't directly about him getting, obviously, because that would be a bigger charge. But it's interesting wow. just because if, if he's pleading guilty, that shows that something was wrong on set, which could be... Uh, Added to the prosecution's case and Alec Baldwin stuff, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no. Uh, we'll see. Uh, it's it's fucking weird. Uh, let's talk about uh, the most important uh, news of the week. Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow news, of course. Uh, she wins her ski ac accident crash uh, trial. Uh, did you watch any of this? No. I mean, I've seen clips, no. like the interesting clips, but I haven't. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't sit I down and like clips. watch it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's not the like the Johnny Depp trial as something I actually. I, I feel like the media kind of tried to make it that, but it definitely no, it wasn't as like people weren't. It wasn't as viral as that one was. Right. Even when Gwyneth Paltrow testified it. There just wasn't any pooping on beds or it wasn't as salacious obviously. <laughs> yeah, no. It was just skiing into each other. Uh, but yeah, the bizarre televised trial captivated social media for the past few weeks. Terry Sanderson, a 76-year-old retired optometrist, sorry, sued Paltrow for $300,000 alleging that in 2016 the actor skied into him at a ski resort leaving him with a concussion, four broken bones, a rib and a brain injury. 
Paltrow countersued for $1 in attorney fees. Sanderson originally sued for $3.1 million before a judge ruled against it. Um, yeah, he lost, which now means he does have to pay her attorney's fees, right? Yeah, and a dollar. And a, and a dollar. I think her attorney's fees, mm. considering she probably had pretty good lawyers and, it la and the court case lasted for two weeks, he's probably pretty screwed. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, I feel I, I don't feel sad for him because it it looked fucking very obvious that uh, he shouldn't have sued her. Like uh, what I read of the complaint and what I saw, it seemed like a very flivorous lawsuit. So. Oh, yeah. And but then yeah. there was the thing that came out in the trial where she was like, I'm famous or whatever and then skied off. It right. was like so she didn't come out looking like peaches and cream or anything out of this either. No, no, no. Yeah. No, no. She 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 acted awfully, but she dis, uh, like acting awfully and being uh, liable is two oh, different yeah. things. Definitely. Yeah. I think a lot of people did see her in a good light for the $1 thing cuz they were kind of like oh, yeah. saw it as like oh she's just kind of saying I uh being the um uh, Taking the high road is what the way people mm -hmm. looked at it, yeah. Well, I, I think so. Uh, are you a good person? Sometimes. Most most of the time I try to be, I guess. I'm definitely not. Uh, let's watch a trailer of a movie about that. Metro Goldman Meyer. <laughs> okay. Hey, Morgan Freeman. He, he, Morgan Freeman doing a voiceover. It's new for movie movies. Yeah, I've never seen that in a movie ever before. And the trains always take. they love each other. Aww. I like these traffic shots. Whoa. Mm. I was gonna say I like the traffic shots mixed with the model trains. That was pretty. Yeah. Interesting. Aren't you engaged the next? Zach Braff. Directed and written by Zach Braff. I I liked Garden Garden State, so I'm. It's got a very indie kind of Garden State feel to it already, right? Yeah. And maybe it's the music, <laughs> like indie, but uh, yeah, rock music. Did you like Garden State? Uh, yeah. I thought it was good. Yeah? I haven't seen it in a long time. No, me neither. I don't think I've seen it same since it came out. Okay. I mean, I see how they can play dad and daughter. They look very much alike. just called my granddaughter having sex, but the boy looked like a man. Hey, Melinda! She said she was 18 online. You're a fuck boy. He's a fuck boy. That's what the kids call them. Get out of our neighborhood. You know, that's like the funniest part of the whole movie, though. Yeah. It's Makeover Monday. It's Friday. Oh. This is incredible. My wife used to hang out with me down here. She I like Florence Pugh as well. It just looks like a movie I wouldn't want to watch, but... Right. It looks very indie. Yeah. I'm so not going to talk about sex with my grandfather. Yeah, it is a little yaw, isn't it? I mean, way... Indie, yeah. 
India. <laughs> India. <laughs> I like that. Mm-hmm. Got it. I got it. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's funnier if I repeat it? Keep saying it over and over again. They're gonna do a Bollywood dance at the end of the movie. That would be very funny. Yeah. Well, uh, Luke, what is this totally Oscar-nominated movie all about? Uh, a good person. Allison is a young woman with a wonderful fiancé, a blossoming career, and a supportive family and friends. However, her world crumbles in a blink of an eye when she survives an unimaginable tragedy, emerging from recovery with an opioid addiction and unresolved grief. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, directed by Zach Braff. It's got Zach Braff, Florence Pugh, Pugh uh, a bunch of other people in it. Curtis Unch? Unch. Molly Shannon, Morgan Freeman. Yeah. A lot of good actors. It looked kind of interesting. It's got... 7.3 out of 10 on IB, 55% on Rotten Tomatoes, though, 50% on Metacritic, but 92% of Google users liked it. A little all over the place. Yeah, the audience score on uh, Rotten Toma Tomatoes was, like, super high. Uh, oh, sorry, 97%. Oh, okay. Uh, talking about Rotten Tomatoes, that is where I found uh, my two, two reviews. One, one of them was very, very funny. Uh, and that's where why I picked it uh, because I now looked for that. Uh, can you take yours? <laughs> okay, uh, let's do a bad one first. A one out of ten from Miko Haley eight two seven. A mystery for the ages. A soul. The sole positives I can think are it looks pretty occasionally and then it ends. Other than that, I want to know how Zach Braff kept getting money to make obnoxious smug waste wastes of pixels and actors none of the characters are likable the framing and editing are really weird the music is sick sickeningly twee t-w-e-e -E. i've never heard that before the actors are mm -hmm. ill served and it is it is a good 40 minute long 40 minutes too long for his own good five-year-old a five-year-old can write a better story than braff can he's tacking on themes uh, is done through the lens of somebody desperate for a manic uh, pixie dream girl, but trying to uh, trying not to let it show. This is one hundred percent a vanity project. Okay. Okay. They did not like uh, it. <laughs> William g gave it full score on on Rotten Tomato and said, "2023 Best Actress Florence Pugh, Best Actor Morgan Freeman, Best Director uh, Zach Braff, Best Location My House." <laughs> I, 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 for some reason, I found that very, very funny. I wanna, is that real? I, yeah. Or are they making fun of like the the only locations in this is like a house? I don't know. I don't, okay, I don't know. Uh, but Rec gave it one star and said, "Typical melodrama, no originality at all." Um, 10 out of 10 here from Brumsy3. I'm not sure how this movie is getting so many low reviews. The movie made me laugh. It made me cry. It made me smile. It touched all of the emotions I needed fulfilled. Florence mm. was fantastic, as she always is. The story is a punch in the gut and made me embrace my own demons I am currently struggling with. Morgan Freeman also shines in his role with no surprise. I have seen the movie twice, and I feel this... 
this you saw it twice already i kind of think this is fake wow. and i felt the same way i did the first viewing except maybe my love for the movie evolved even more well uh it's easter uh this week uh that means that religious people uh wants to go to the movies and they can see his only son Abraham commanded by God to sacrifice his son and finds fate tested during the three-day journey to the mountain of Mora. Uh, this has 60, uh, 6.4 out of 10 on IMDb, 78% on Rotten Tomatoes and 94% of Google users like this movie. Uh, it, I usually don't do this, but uh, there was an audience review that said, uh, like, full star and said, excellent movie, beautiful tie-in to Easter, too, so. <laughs> <laughs> they really understand marketing well, that person. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mal Malum? Malum. Malum, yeah, Malum. I would say Malum. Okay. A rookie police officer yeah. takes the last shift at a newly decommissioned station in an attempt to uncover a mysterious connection between his father's death and a vicious cult. Throughout the night, he, she finds herself barraged by terrifying supernatural events when unveiling the truth behind her family's twisted past. 6.1 out of 10 on IMDb, 82% on Rotten Tomatoes, 76% of Google users liked it. Um, directed by Anthony DeBlasi. That sounds like a name. I know, that I... sounds familiar, but it also is like yeah. generic... Uh, Italian guy name. So let me look up. Uh, summoning Sylvia, uh, Larry and his uh, three best friends head upstate for a weekend getaway at a haunted house. As they sashay, sashay that's a terrible word. <laughs> uh, at, as they sashay through the uh, dusty corridors, they uh, uh, recount the home legends from a hundred years ago. A murderous woman named Sylvia slaughtered her son and buried him beneath the floorboards as they later hold a high-spirited science to summon the sinister Sylvia they went up wel welcoming more guests than they bargained for Jesus Christ that sounds generic but it has 8.9 out of 10 on on IMDb a hundred fucking percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and a 3.5 out of uh, 5 from Voices from the Balcony. Uh, yeah. Anthony de Blasi has just done a bunch of uh, B-horror movies, by the way. Uh, ah. Dungeon and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves, a charming thief and a brand of unlikely adventurers embark on a quest, an epic quest, to retrieve a long-lost relic, but their charming adventure goes dangerously awry when they run a foul of the wrong people. Dungeons and Dragons has 91% on Rotten Tomato, 7.6 out of 10 on IMDb, 72% on Metacritic, 95% of Google users liked it. Got Chris Pine, mm. Michelle Rodriguez, Sophia Lillis. I've heard good things, to be honest. Well, uh, now we're going to talk about uh, the brother of Aquaman, Acid Man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Maggie tracks down her uh, estranged father, Lloyd, now living in Oregon. Hey, uh, and obsessed with UFOs. Uh, I mean, that's to be uh, 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 
living in Oregon, you have to be obsessed. It's pretty much the, uh, yeah, true. UFOs, yeah, yeah, and Bigfoot, and Bigfoot. After joining uh, one uh, of uh, his night uh, time searches, she realized the obsession. Uh, has only intensified over the years as she struggles to understand him and share uh, with him his own life-changing news. Their relationship ebbs and flows through anger, silly jokes, tender gesture, and sadness. Jesus Christ Almighty. That sounds like an awful movie. <laughs> but uh, 7.2 out of 10 on IMDb, 79% on Google users. Yeah, but that premise, gosh. Uh, I, is he on acid? Do you, I mean, like that why he thinks there's UFOs? I mean, he's called Acid Man, right? Probably. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Uh, okay. This is a good well uh, to to live in Oregon. You also have to have tried uh, acid one one time. So that's probably true, actually. Yeah, this is a good title. Smoking causes coughing. Yeah, a group of vigilantes called the Tobacco Forces is falling apart. To rebuild the team spirit, their leaders suggest they meet for a week week long retreat before returning to save the world. Okay, six point seven out of ten on IMDb ninety. 1% on Rotten Tomatoes, 74% on Metacritic, 55% of Google users liked it. I, mm -hmm. what is it? It's a, it's got a, uh, it looks like, um, the trailer. I have seen the trailer. It looks bonkers. Do you want to see the trailer? Luke? <laughs> yeah. Let's watch. I mean, yeah, sure. Let's watch the trailer. So, or you find it and I'll do coming next week. Uh, okay. Oh, what movie do you want to see while you find that? Uh, I want to see um, Summoning Sylvia, probably. Dungeons and Dragons is like, what I hear is like, it's surprisingly good. Like, you expect it to be really cheesy and stupid, but it ends up like being actually funny and a really good movie. Uh, okay. That's what I've heard from a few different people, so I think I'm going to go Dungeons and Dragons. Smoke cool. cause, yeah. Smoking causes coughing sounds interesting, and the poster for it looks ridiculous. Which we'll watch that here in a second. Coming next week. News of the week, obviously. TV movies mm -hmm. of the week. Eurovision. Uh, we're getting close to the end. Any ideas for Eurovision next week? Uh, no. Okay. I mean, you've got to be running out of songs at this point. The Power, episode two. <laughs> We'd hope so. Yeah, another digital review <laughs> of the Super Mario Brothers movie, which I'm looking forward to. I think when we were watching... Um, uh, WrestleMania, there was a new commercial that came out, or at least it, it was the first time I saw the extended right. commercial. Yeah, the the new trailer. Yeah, yeah, I have seen it. I'm I'm not super excited. Other, uh, yeah. <laughs> I think it's going to be better than everybody expected when we first saw the um the original like cast list and stuff like that. I have a feeling it's going to be better sure. than people think. So I'm gonna give it a chance. I will give it a chance. Sure. I'm just not excited. Alright, you wanna watch this trailer now or do we wanna do it at the end or how what do we what do we think? It's up to you. Yeah, let's do it now and okay. then we do Jeremy Round. Alright. Uh, I think the volume's good. Give me a countdown. In three, two, one, go. Yeah, it it looks just Bonkers. Uh, no wonder it's been in the comic. I mean, it looks like... When the world is in peril. Oh. 
It's like a yeah. ripoff or a mock of um. Why can't I cannot remember the name? Uh, yeah. Uh, Power... No, Power, Power Rangers. Girls. Yeah, thank Power you. Power Rangers, yeah. But it, With a it bunch of... Just, oh my god, what the hell is that? Yeah, it's just like... It, everything looks just fucking ridiculous. It's, it's like... like it, better quality version of like a... Um, raccoon... Killer Raccoons 2, maybe? Right. I mean, it's definitely trying to be stupid on purpose. It's not trying to be, yeah, a serious movie. But yeah, no, everything I've seen from this uh, looks very <laughs> like it's very artsy. Did you see that? Thing. John Waters yeah. said best movie of yeah. the year. <laughs> John Waters is, <laughs> of course, he would think someone, this is the best. Movie someone I really trust when it comes to movies. Well, he knows. Bad movies. There's that. That is true. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, it uh, it it looks interesting enough for me to like wanting to watch it. But it also looks a little like weird. I definitely want want to add it to my list of things to see though, because oh, yeah, it's just yeah, so definitely. stupid looking. I don't even understand why it's called Tobacco, for like why they're called Tobacco Force from that trailer. Well, they were smoking, so. So they're not they're... obviously not against cigarettes. I don't. I don't know. No. Okay. They are like pro. I just assumed when I read the the thing for it that they were mm -hmm. anti-cigarettes, but okay. Well, uh, Jeremy, round. Uh, do you know what I? I. Uh, I uh, have a little like funny, interesting story about uh, Jeremy round. So, uh, you know, sometimes you get, like, very into things and you, like, do deep dives into things that On you have never seen before sure. for anything, yeah. Rabbit hole. Uh, sorry? Rabbit hole. Yes. Yeah. I have never heard of Moo Kitty before this week. Have you heard about her? The name's familiar. Let me look it up. Uh, but yeah, I watched all of her videos, and that was very funny. Um, she uh, she's very she's obsessed by uh, XQC. Uh, very very funny uh, <coughs> lady. Uh, very very. Uh, but uh, is it uh, M U Kitty? That's what I th was thinking. M U Kitty. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I'm not finding it for some reason. But uh, yeah, no, she's been like super in the news, uh, especially if like uh, she's very uh, critical to most cri uh, critical and things like that. It's uh, yeah, I recommend her videos. Okay. Yeah, speaking of most critical, there was the debate, uh, the Sneeko debate mm -hmm. that happened on April Fool's Day. So. Yeah. I thought it was an April Fool's joke because they put yeah, it up. Yeah, I had to tell you it wasn't. Right. <laughs> and, like, I I heard another podcast uh, where they were saying, oh, I, I thought it was a joke, so I didn't watch it at first. Because, mm -hmm. like, I guess it, they didn't think about it or, I, or what, but uh, just the concept of them debating sounds like right. a joke. <laughs> but it was it real. Does. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I thought... 
he pretty much mopped the floor with Sneeko, but Sneeko basically just say, made the same uh, argument arguments over and over, and over, and over, and over yeah. again. Yeah. And yeah. he kept bringing up how he has, like, Muslim values, I guess, I, which I didn't right. even know it until now. Um, yeah, it's just a... Uh, it was a weird hour and, whatever, 20 minutes, for sure. Why was he standing outside in, like, a, a parking lot, by the way? I don't know. It was very weird, like, yeah. that he wasn't, like, I don't know, at a computer or just, like, in a studio or something. He was, like, just standing out in the street. With pe you could see cars and stuff driving in the background. It was... Uh, mm -hmm. I don't know. Uh, Ompa Will's Brett Rivera video. That was really, really good. Brett Rivera video? Yeah. Oh, okay. Maybe you haven't seen it yet. Uh, oh, you haven't seen that? I guess not. Uh, I... I Remember, was it the thing about, like, the hotel? Or is there a new no. controversy with Brent Rivera? Yeah, he's very creepy. Well, yeah. I, he definitely is a weirdo. I know that. Yeah. Um, I'll have to look it up. <laughs> there was the items Froggy Fresh Creator Clash thing, which Creator Clash is, like, next week or something. Mm-hmm. And right before that, there was this huge controversy where they kicked him off the card because he was talking shit on Twitter to mm -hmm. Anissa, who is one of the creators of Creator Clash. Uh, and also Idop's girlfriends. Uh, yeah, and but he was he was talking shit to her mom, not to her specifically. <laughs> right. Um, the whole thing is kind of confusing. I I think they had like some kind of contract that said. Uh, you can't do certain things, and one of the things was, like, talk shit about people that aren't, like, other fighters, I guess, mm -hmm. um, or that aren't fighting you, and so he broke that rule. I don't know, he was one of the people I was most excited to see fight, to be honest, so Me too. it's kind of yeah. a bummer, but uh, what are you going to do? I don't think he was 100% in the wrong. I guess he just uh, didn't read the contract well enough. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, yeah, another thing that I have uh, went into is a lot of, like, series retrospectives of shows I've seen. Um, watch a lot of uh, Slipmaker. Uh, he has some very good uh, retrospectives uh, about Fringe, about Better Call Saul, Breaking Bad, Game of Thrones... Dexter community. Okay. Yeah. There was the Hasbulla thing. Actually, it's kind of funny because I think you you mentioned Hasbulla at the end of the show last week, right? And we're talking about him again, but he got in a big controversy for posting a TikTok, I want to say, or an Instagram story of yeah, him was like he kicking his cat. Yeah, messing with something? his cat, like very yeah. rough, and people were not happy because you don't mess with cats and. He had, he retract, or not retract, he apologized, that's the word I'm looking for. But mm -hmm. I don't know, it, people aren't really taking it. Uh, he, I wouldn't say he got cancelled, but people are def definitely mad at him. Uh, what else have I seen? Oh, the uh... lie detector guy video, did you watch that I sent to you? Oh yeah. That was yeah. like the one of the more interesting YouTube videos on all of YouTube this week. 
Um, I agree. That and the interesting thing is that light. Remember when uh, there was the whole thing about Kim, Kim Kardashian and her mother, and how her mother had helped had released the sex tape. Remember that? And they went on mm-hmm. Jimmy Kimmel, and they did a lie detector, and that was the same guy. <laughs> That's so, and like, he's done so much stuff. It's pretty crazy to, like, go back and see all these people that used him when mm. they were in a controversy specifically so that he would lie for them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That, yeah. You can kind of track this stuff back, and it get, it gets pretty interesting. Yeah. Scott Kramer was the guy who did the video. Yeah. Check that. Check that out. Mm. Uh, yeah, and the last thing I want to promote is a YouTube call, channel called It Was a Shit Show, uh, where they go through things that was terrible. Uh, the making of the Borna Den today, for example. I didn't know there was a lot of, of controversial things about that. Uh, but so yeah, it's like about have... behind-the-scenes stuff? Yeah. Oh, cool. In the early 2000s, oh. uh, the making of the best... Uh, yeah, uh, one of the, the things that I thought was maybe the fun one, uh, was, uh, they had, a uh, a, a podcast about the Simpsons movie. Oh, that was really good. Oh, they do a podcast also. I see that. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Uh, yeah, I'm looking for more podcasts to listen to, so I've, not, I've been listening to a bunch of like, you know, uh, comedy YouTuber podcast. It seems like there's a lot of them popping up uh, to listen to, mm-hmm. so I'll add this to my rotation, maybe. Everybody has a podcast, even a Norwegian and a guy from Oregon. Yeah, we do. It's true. Yeah. Yeah, we do. It's true. That rhymes. But we were pioneers, so there's that. Y- yep. We started before it was cool. There definitely is that, and we're yeah. almost on episode four hundred. Uh, we're we're super close. We're we're gonna do the tournament of titles, episode mm-hmm. four hundred. Something to look forward to, and a lot to look forward to because we also have Eurovision coming up. So big couple months. Uh, are we stopping at four hundred? By the way, no. We stop yes. at every hundred. I think is. Mm. And then start up again at 401. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Yeah. I always threaten to quit around, like, when we turn 100. I seem I, I seem to remember that it's a gag I always do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, oh, if you like movies and things like that, have you ever listened to the Sedona cast? I don't think so. so. Dorney cast, yeah, uh, it's uh, with the uh, with uh, the guy that makes um, uh, uh, your movie suck. If you ever seen, oh that. yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah, and he has uh, I hate everything and Ralph the movie maker with him, and oh. they talk about like movies. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. Anyway, uh, I'm Fro. I'm Luke. Goodbye, everybody, and remember, WWE sucks. Bye, bye, everybody. Another, di- another digital, another digital citizen. 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 Another digital citizen.